0: Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. My guest today is Reverend Donna Appadoni, who is well known for her work with CAP Radio as host of Morning Edition and CAP Radio Reads. She's also an interfaith minister ordained in New York. In 2009, she's a speaker at half a dozen congregations in the Sacramento era, and she is the designer teacher of the Transform Mission Path. Donna and I decided to take on a spiritual discipline to deepen our inner lives, and this series, 12 Powers of the Soul, is the result. Welcome, Donna. What's our topic today?
1: Well, thanks, Deborah. Thanks for that lovely introduction. Nice to be with you for this exploration that we're going through. Our topic for today is perception and understanding and how they influence our soul and how we Explore these possibilities, and I have to give full credit. You know, I feel like I am along for the ride, and and a wonderful, delightful ride it is. But Deborah Phillips is the person who really suggested this twelve episode series that we're doing here. And it seemed like such a good opportunity for me to delve in in a way that I feel is appropriate for me right now. So I am honored to be along for the ride and really grateful, Deborah, for this topic and all that it has to give us. Thank you.
0: Well, I'm very grateful that you're doing this with me because it this is one of those things that just landed on me. And I'm looking at 12 weeks and it was oh my goodness, I'm going to do this by myself. And when I offered you, choose the ones you want to do, and you said all of them, all I did a happy them... dance all over my room. So, so did I. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so the first the first in the series was faith. Right. And that was an important place to start. And now following up with perception, it, that is the logical next step. Or maybe I should say that's the spiritual next step. But it is the step that comes next. After we explore faith, it's perfectly appropriate to say, well, what is our perception of spirit, of faith, and what is our understanding of all of this? So it's, a, it's a nice way to follow for the second uh,
0: in this series. It is. And I was thinking this morning that, again, we talk about faith, And we connect belief to it. We talk about perception and we connect belief to it. And there is a saying out there is that you don't see what you, you don't believe what you see, you see what you believe. Yeah. In other words, saying that your perception of something or what your belief system is going to inform your perception of something. Mm hmm. Now we're, you know, and, and immediately we start thinking about how we're perceiving the outside world. That's, that's where everyone first goes, is my perception of this is, but perception is more than that, I think. You know, it's, um, <sighs> perception is almost a way of being in the world. And, you know, it's like, I, I perceive right now, I'm looking at a cup of cold tea now my perception is that it's still something to drink, but ew, cause it's cold.
1: <laughs> well, that's interesting. I hadn't looked at, I hadn't included tea in my <laughs> understanding of perception.
0: But everything, the thing is, is that everything we encounter, we have a perception of. If, if, so what does perception mean? What does it mean to perceive something?
1: That's a good place to start. Perception, what does it mean to perceive something? It means to me that it is the lens through which I see. It's the filter through which I see. It can be rose-colored glasses or it could be um, brown-colored glasses as sort of the the opposites on that spectrum, not color-wise but emotion-wise. So perception is how I see what's around me, acknowledging, now that we're talking about it, acknowledging that that is unique to me. Maybe nobody else has the same perception I have.
0: Well, the thing is, is that every every word we say, every person listening to us is going to hear it their own way. Now, we we have an agreement about certain things. It's like we have agreements about what certain words mean. And, you know, when I wave to you, in a certain way, with my full hand, <laughs> it, it's a friendly wave, and I'm saying either hello or goodbye. Uh, so we, we have agreements on, on certain things, but even with that, we still have our own little interpretation. And you know, so you use the word filter, which I think is 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 um, a good word. And there's, there's something else that's niggling at the back of my head, and I'm hoping that as we have the conversation, it will make itself more known. But there, there's something about the way we see things internally, the way we see things spiritually, that doesn't have to do with judgment, but I can't get there yet. So I'm, it, you know, those of you listening to us work on that, but also Donna, maybe it'll come up during, during this conversation.
1: It might, it might. Interesting about the agreements and what we what we do have in common um, and what we share, because you could be driving up to an intersection. And unless you know that that light at the top is red and it means you should stop, you could have a, a real problem on your hands. So in a way, perception is not open to interpretation 100 percent that that those agreements that we have uh, are really important and really do color our perception. But there's also so much opportunity for freedom and freewheeling and creativity in our perception of things too. Very close to the beginning, Deborah, you said something about our, we think of perception as how we see what's around us or how we see the outside world. And I I don't recall the exact words you used. But it immediately made me want to do the opposite and say, oh, well, what about the perception of myself? What about my perception of who I am and how I am and what's inside me? Um, on, On the surface, you know, do I need to brush my hair? But also at a soul level, what is my perception of myself and uh, and what is shared as other people are looking at me.
0: And that was actually what I was tra- hoping we would get to, is that there whenever we just talk about any of these things, most people, if first start thinking about, you know, whatever it is is going on the outside, but the perception of who we are, and how we are in this world and we talked about in our faith conversation about being uh, you know souls with bodies as opposed to bodies with souls and it's that's such a huge difference in in perception that uh it's it's very important i think to look at and, and think about, you know. There was uh, something in the paper today, one of the, uh, you know, the, the British called them agony aunts, and I, I really like that, the, uh, the advice columnist, and someone was saying, you know, that, that they, no matter what anybody else says, that inside they just don't feel good about themselves. They just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just can't get there, and they're, you know, writing to the newspaper to ask for help, and I think that's that the the perception of who we are as human beings in general and then who we are as individuals are very very important and in my experience I've, I've run a discussion group for over five years now facilitated and what i have discovered in all of the topics that we've talked about and we've done a lot of what we're doing with discovering spirit within is that Ultimately, we're not comfortable being human. We perceive being human as not okay. And so there's this, this, this marathon toward, towards enlightenment not, not, and not everybody's doing that, but it's like, if I'm spiritual, I have to become enlightened or I'm not good enough. So there's this inherent not good enough perception that, as humans
1: that we seem to all carry. I've thought about that a lot not necessarily in terms of this topic, but I think about it whenever someone says, well, I'm only human, or what do you want from us? We're just human. That's humans for you. And why do we think of it as something that's self-deprecating when we, as humans, could have the understanding and perception of ourselves as humans? Wow, we can do, we have opposable thumbs. We can do things that no one else can do We could still have humility, but also see the part of humanity and the part of humankind that is a little bit more enlightened. So yeah, human being human, I think is used too much as an excuse instead of something that's elevated to perhaps it's proper our, our proper place in the world.
0: Well, you know, when I wrote up one of the blurbs for this for the social media, one of the things I wrote was about how we live in a world right now, at least here in the United States. I don't know what other what's going on in other countries culturally, but this this superpower, you know, all of these different characters that have superpowers. And we're always looking to someone and you can go out on all different social media and say, if you could have a superpower, what would be your superpower? And part of the premise of this series is that uh, we have a lot of lot of powers within us. And, you know, if we could bring them out, we would. That's our superpower. Our superpower is being human. Yeah.
1: I completely agree with you. Our superpower is being human, and what a statement that is! Because it it um, it encourages me, it motivates me, it it inspires me to be really good at being human because it's my superpower.
0: It is. And, you know, but this perception that, that I mean, yeah, there is a very negative side to what people can do. But there's, I mean, you watch animals, they're brutal. I mean, you know, we don't live in, a, in an easy world. Nobody ever, nobody, nobody ever anywhere ever said this was going to be easy. <laughs> But some of this perception comes from what uh, the Ruiz brothers or the Ruiz family call domestication from the time we're born, we're being told how to be how to act what to do. And so and, and in most cases, we're, we're learning from people who don't think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. Their perception is that they're not good enough. And so that gets passed on generation to
1: generation. So what do we have to do to improve our perception, to improve our understanding? How do we go about doing that? And, you know, when I think of the word perception, to me, it's a visual word. Perceive, I perceive by seeing, but it's not exclusively about vision. I can listen, I can perceive by hearing. And I have found myself having to listen harder in the last couple of years. Some of it is is, uh, pandemic-related. Some of it is um, equity-related in our communities as we explore those topics. I am more conscious of my listening. I want to I don't want to be smug enough to say I'm listening more and better, but I'm more conscious of how I listen and more intentional with how I listen so that I'm so that I'm perceiving and understanding what's really there instead of what I might see or hear through my filter.
0: Well, and you you've brought up the the word understanding and you know there is a a traditional 12 powers that I've I've mentioned before and understanding is one of them i changed this because to me perception and that filter uh, they inform our understanding and yeah. we really can't have under perception or under we we can't have one without the other You know, and our perception sometimes is like, okay, I see it this way and now what you're talking about is if I listen more closely, if I pay more attention, then my understanding will change. So to me, the understanding, to me, perception is more of the spiritual, um, yeah, the spiritual aspect and understanding to me is the intellectual aspect.
1: So one is the result of the other. Understanding sounds more like the outcome of perception,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, I think we could we could go with that. I mean, that's uh, yeah. But it yeah. is the
1: yin and yang, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you can't, it is. You can't really separate them, and you can't really define them clearly without one bringing up the other. I have also found more in the last couple of years, but but always really that, that this requires some reflection. I can listen and look. But if I just listen and look, I haven't truly perceived, and I certainly haven't understood. So there is uh, a, an element in there of reflection, so that I, so that I can gain understanding, so that I have a better, um, a better per- perception and a better perspective on what I'm seeing and hearing. There's a lot to this. It's not just I want to improve my perception. How can I go about doing that? Not only are there a lot of steps involved in this process, but there's a lot of depth involved in this process too. It's a practice. I think perception and from that understanding, but definitely your, your, your key word here of perception is, um, has a lot of depth. It really is a process and a practice that we can engage in. What a nice opportunity.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, if I if I if I just come from the perspective and that's another word perspective, but if I just say, okay, this is how I perceive something in my mind, that's how I see it, not necessarily physically, but that's that's how I see it. And then if I step back and go, how do I understand what's my understanding of this? And I have I have this example is that I am uh, from, I'm a native of Arizona and I come from a very small town in Northern Arizona. We didn't have much racial anything there. We were isolated. You know, we got the dances from California. California was on three dances ahead of us in music and everything, you know, by the time it got to us. And so I did not understand anything that Martin Luther King had done, I didn't understand because I never was exposed to anything that he was doing that was just never ever part of my world, not out of any intention. And so when I moved to California, you know, I had this perception of this man who did this thing, but I had no understanding of it. And so when I got out into the world and started finding out those things, my entire perception of him and everything that he did completely changed. And my understanding of so many different issues changed because my perception of him changed. So, you know, and that's that that was pretty huge.
1: That's enormous. And it sounds in that particular example, that your perception is when you're looking out around you, and your understanding is what you found about yourself in that process. Right, exactly. Yeah. And
0: my and and my perception as as who i was in the world and what my responsibilities were changed because i learned you know i was like oh there's this whole thing that i i mean when you're not exposed to something you 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 will still have a perception of it you'll it's like we hear about things on the news and some of the things that you talk about um on your uh, on the radio you know, you're talking about it, and I'm maybe listening to it, but I don't have any personal first firsthand experience with it. So I have one idea of it. You know, there's perception, there's perspective,
1: there's idea, there's filter. <laughs> An interesting um, observation, though, about your perception of martin luther king jr and what you saw about him what you didn't understand and then later on what you saw and understood about what he was doing um there the filter was not a bias the filter was not any kind of a judgment the filter was a complete lack of exposure and that's an important line to make because it would be so easy to um It would be so easy to have a little bit of self-blame, like, well, I guess I have to try harder, be a better person in order to have perception and for that to lead to understanding. Or maybe, as Deborah just gave us an example, maybe I just haven't been exposed to that yet, and as soon as I am, I'll have a different perception and see and hear something different.
0: Which I think probably... If you're if you're introspective about it, it it might take some of the tendency to be judgmental away, because when I hear things and you know, and of course, we all get triggered, there's always going to be something that goes, well, 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 why are they doing that? And it's like, but wait a minute, I don't know anything about that. You know, and you'll see things on Facebook all the time is like, you know, you have no idea what's going on with that person at that time. And so you you don't know, you don't have the story. You don't have any of the story. You walk into the store and you, you run into a cranky clerk. Well, you have no idea why they're cranky. It could be anywhere from they hate their job to they're just a cranky person to, you know, having something just happen to them. And so our perception of what they are giving to us goes directly into our, that, okay, here's the other part of that is if I, if I come to you and I say something to you and you snap at me, Donna. Okay. If I take it, if I, if I just go, okay, something's going on with Donna. Or if I decide that my, my, my perception is is that you're picking on me and you're being nasty to me. And the truth is, is in that moment, it wouldn't have mattered who walked up to you, you would have snapped at them because something was going on with you, and vice versa, I mean, and and so um, I perceive someone snapping at me as them attacking me, which goes to an internal perception of that I can be a victim. So, So yeah, so there's all of this, this perception starts often with the outer, but immediately becomes internal. It's all internal.
1: So we're looking out and we're looking in at the same time. Well, that sounds like something, a couple of things. One is that it sounds like I wanted and maybe recommend that we all want to strip away some filters and how do we go about doing that. But it also reminds me that the end result of perception, even beyond what we just stated as understanding as a result, is a further outcome, which would be compassion. And maybe to truly reach that point of compassion, we have to have a look outside ourselves and then a look outside, inside ourselves and then go beyond that circle completely and reach way outside of a comfort level for compassion.
0: I think you're right. I agree with you. you know, because again, I... Uh... I am working because I'm not always perfect at it as none of us usually are, but I'm working to when something happens, you know, that makes me uncomfortable. I start to look inside to why am I I uncomfortable as opposed to the blaming and then getting past the blaming myself of, well, you're just oversensitive or you just, you know, you're a wimp or whatever, because that would be the next thing. Okay. You hurt me. Oh no, I'm hurting myself then you go back into even deeper to compassion for yourself and for the other person which is the spiritual way to to approach it i mean and that is when you know if you are walking in faith and you know that you are not alone and you have the support of this energetic universe then you can it's easier to step into compassion
1: mm. yeah See, that, there's a lot of depth to this. Yeah. <laughs> it really does take a lot, of, uh, a lot of reflection and a lot of looking. Somewhere in that, I thought of um, a unity minister who has been a, a wonderful coach in my life, and a lot of people have run into him at one time or another. His name is Wayne Manning, and he's absolutely delightful. Really a wonderful teacher. And he's the kind of person who would say, If I would say, well, I'm having trouble with this thing. What if he would say, well, what if you weren't having trouble with it? And he just, in one sentence, could inspire me to look beyond my own filter and have a different perception, to to look for a different perception. Not just to have it, but to have a conscious moment where I say, yeah, I'm going to look at that differently. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Okay. That's a nice lesson to have. And it's a nice teacher to have who can say that to you. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy for some of us or all of us sometimes to say, well, I can't, or I don't want to, but if we can just get beyond that filter and remind ourselves to get beyond it, We're a little bit closer to compassion. And that's the thing about this whole topic of perception, how we see the world around us, how eventually it could lead to increased compassion. If I say to... 10 people do want to be more compassionate, no one's going to deny that. We're all going to say, yes, I do. I want to be more compassionate. But how do we get there? And so by perception, therefore understanding, and then reaching compassion, we have something we can consciously work toward that will get us to something that we really all want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's all very true. And then, as you were speaking that what came into my mind is that the other part of perception is how we see ourselves fitting into the world. Now that's a and and, um, whenever I start talking about this, I I keep seeing those those maps and malls and stuff with the exits as you are here. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, we, uh, when, uh, when COVID shutdown happened, people lost their structure. And many people really, really lost their, their entire way because they, the structure was what said, you are here. And we need to know where we are. And sometimes we would rather hang on to that, to that lack of compassion or that just because it's what we know and it tells us, I am here. And we don't perceive that there's another place to be. There's another way to be in the world. So part of you know there there's how I feel about myself, but there's where I fit into the world. And I'm not talking about fitting in in terms of wearing the cool clothes and being the you know the, the popular kid in the or the popular person in the room. But how do I fit into this life on earth as a spiritual person? Because as we move away from from we're we're moving into a much more secular society, and at the same time, we have so many people who are so interested in spirituality. And there is a perception, an idea that with the demise of of, of uh, organized religion, which is going to take a while, but it's 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 a thing that's happening, is that no one's going to believe in God anymore. and that's not that that perception is incorrect. People are shifting how they perceive.
1: The divine, how they perceive and interact with the divine. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of one of the um, the tenets of the Amish tradition, which is that we are in the world but not of it, and it's too easy to interpret that to say, oh, that explains the clothing and no automobiles and all of that. it's not what it's about at all. It's what you're talking about. How do I stand as a person of spirituality? How do I stand as a person of spirit in the world without diving into the stuff that I don't want to be a part of? Mm -hmm. But that stuff that I don't want to be a part of is also important. It's really important for me to see who and what is toxic around me so that I can improve myself. Not to judge it, not to condemn it, sometimes to walk away from it, but to say, okay, if I don't want that and I don't want to be that, what can I find within myself? So I have to have that perception and I have to have that inner understanding. You're right. I have to reach out before I can reach within myself to get that
0: hmm. Yeah. And there's a, a couple things. The, the The Dalai Lama made a comment once I, I must have read it somewhere, but he was at a conference, I think it was must have been in LA. And maybe he had to he had to walk by st- probably stores on Rodeo Drive. And he said, walking down that street and looking at those beautiful watches, even I start to want one. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and but he saw it, he, he, he saw it happening. And I had a friend right after the shutdown happened, I had a friend who said that he had he was going to order, he went in to order something from Amazon. And then it was going to take three days to get there. And he said, and I'm going, I was thinking three days. And then he said, I realized I needed to talk about if if I couldn't wait three days for it, I needed to look at my priorities. Because and he was shocked at himself. But he but he also he I mean, he forgave himself, he had compassion for himself. And he says, I just think, need to rethink how I'm looking at this thing. And, and here in the States, particularly, we've very spoiled with some of this, the, these things, we, uh, we have a lot of privilege here. yeah. And so, you know, it's like, what do you mean, I can't have something in 20 seconds? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And And so where we are in the world, who, who we are as spiritual beings, uh, running this life and that you know, unity has adopted that being in the world and not of it. And um, the, the most striking thing that I've ever heard the, the, about the Dalai Lama is somebody asked him how he can love all the people who have kicked him out of his country. You know, how do you, how do you love those people? And I, I, he has a wonderful answer. I would have to go look it up. But just the fact that someone would ask him the question tells you a lot about their perception of him and then his perception of the other people, you know. So mm. it's 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 a very and and then other people are trying to understand his perception. It it is so intertwined and it is such a complicated thing. No wonder we all get confused.
1: <laughs> I guess we could overanalyze everything and and maybe there's some of that in that kind of QA is also you know, there might be uh, trying to trip him up a little bit and, and, you know, who knows what that person who asked the question was thinking, but we all have that opportunity. And it's, when I look within myself for those things, I look for, you know, I mentioned a wonderful teacher in my life, but sometimes when I'm dissatisfied with how I am in any situation, I look for who is the negative teacher in my life. Who is the teacher, who taught me to be judgmental or to blame someone and let's look at that person and their effect on me. How did I pick that up? What does it say about that person? What does it about me and just having that understanding that mm-hmm. perception and therefore that understanding it can work as well with uh, a teacher who is not all that great as it does with a teacher who is fabulous but there's are still the things we need to know about ourselves and each other and they still will lead us to that place of compassion ultimately so they're they're well worth our reflection and then our action
0: Yeah. And, and for me, when I'm getting one of those places, I, I eventually get to the point where I set myself down and say, well, how are you looking at this? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't say what's my perspective. How am I looking at this? What am I doing? And sometimes I need to go back like, like you and and look at where it came from. And sometimes just figuring out what I'm doing with it is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, Oh, I'm thinking that, you know, I'm thinking this person should have, you know, done this and or this should have happened, or whatever. And the truth is, is like, well, okay, I can think that they should have, but they didn't. So we have, I just have to change my idea of what's going on. And that's part of, you know, the whole, the whole new thought teaching of, of, you know, what they call mental science is our perception, our perception is everything. Yeah, you know, I mean, some people look at the desert and they see just this beautiful haven and some people see nothing.
1: And we, when we talk about where we are in the world right now, we are in a time when there are some kind of wild emotions floating around. We, don't know, we know some of the reasons why people are emotional or angry or whatever they may be. We don't know all of the reasons we want to understand, but just listening. Just listening, just observing and just saying, I want to know where that's coming from. So I'm just going to sit here and listen. I'm not even going to ask you any questions. I'm just going to sit here and listen. It helps that person express. It helps me to understand. And then that compassion goes in both directions. And we've really done something significant.
0: And I think we've done something significant with this conversation, Donna, and I really appreciate your being with us, me today. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. We're excited about next week when we will delve into the power of enthusiasm. We we wish you a full week of insights and blessings. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sun and daughter of peace to you, And may the joys of the world go with you.